0: The Monster Mash. Angel, that's a classic Halloween song. Oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah. Like, My favorite.
0: Your favorite. I don't mind the little um, this is Halloween from the I think it was The Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Yeah, I, I dig that one. But hey, happy Halloween to everybody that's tuning in. Of course, we are recording this on Halloween, October 31st. But if you're listening to the next day, which is November 1st, happy Dia de los Muertos as well to those who celebrate. Um, I mean, what you got going right there, Angel? What, what do you got going?
1: So, it's a simple green t-shirt. So, my baby's going to be a koala uh, for his first Halloween. He's about two months old. So, what a koalas like to be, be sitting on well a tree? So, this is my top part of a green shirt. And I have brown pants to symbolize the tree. So, I'm going to treat this year.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we got to put some leaves on you or at least a little black oh, spots. Yeah may make it look a little realistic but it looks nice nice i'm saddle bronker got my horse right here i mean you could say too i'm a cowboy which is saddle bronk, uh saddle bronc yeah that's what it's called right saddle bronk. yeah i'm trying to think of the rodeo event but yeah got my willie nelson little uh nigger cowboy vest cowboy hat and of course my horse is doing pretty well okay but yeah, I mean we had it again we got again the Halloween spirit, of course. It's October 31st, like we said, that we're recording on. And of course, I mean, who's too young to trick-or-treat and dress up? I mean, well, we're in our mid-20s and we're still doing it, and Angel's doing it with his son. No wrong with that. But I know everybody don't want to hear about that. There's some big things going on. We'll talk about the Astros managerial search right now the title episode 41 astros vacant managerial search as the astros are trying to figure out who's going to lead the team for the next season of 2024 and maybe beyond the future maybe some you know continue on no wrong with that but um we'll get through that vibes are immaculate and we'll talk about why the vibes are immaculate in houston pertain to the Astros. Uh, Dusty Baker, favorite moment, of course. Dusty Baker uh, retired after 26 seasons of managing baseball. That is historical right there. Over 50-plus years of being in baseball, which is, my gosh. That's that's just crazy right there, too, as well. And then we'll talk about the Astros' managerial candidates, what sources we're hearing from. uh, We got some from Brian McTaggart, Bob Bob Nyongale as well. And then we'll give out our top five managerial candidates that we would like to see fill in for Dusty Baker after he retired. But first, Angel, the vibes are immaculate in Houston. Why? Even though the Astros did lose the Game 7, the ALCS, Rocket season are upon in the Houston sports world, as well as the Texans, as well as the Dynamo. But why we say vibes are immaculate is because the Astros players, I mean, you got to give them, they've played since November. And then some of them played in March for the WBC. And then, of course, uh, playing all the way to November again. Like we said, it is just not the way the Astros wanted to end their season. But at the same time, too, hey, the guys need a break. And sure enough, Jerry Pena, David Hensley in the Hens House, and uh, JP3 going deep sea fishing last week. I don't know if you saw some photos out there. Ryan Presley. Did not. Guy, Ryan Presley could be a basketball player, dude. He made a free throw. Uh before the Rockets game, I don't know which game, but and if you make the free throw, the Rockets donate five thousand dollars to the Clutch City Foundation. If you don't make it, I think they donate either a thousand or twenty five hundred. I, I don't have the number at the top of my head, but I believe it's one of those numbers. But the five thousand I'm for sure because Ryan Presley sank that ball like nothing. There's been a bunch of Astros that have done it in the past. Uh Bregman, Verlander, uh, I believe Biggio, not Biggio, um Altuve has done it once, I want to say, but Brian Presley again on the action. Hey, he has a he has a good future of being a basketball player after uh, his baseball career.
1: Yeah, and I know. Uh, Chas McCormick.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and I know actually Brian Abreu and Ches McCormick actually played basketball prior to playing baseball too, so that's yes. Awesome.
0: Hey, they they got some second. There, there. That's why baseball players are athletes for a reason. There, there is no yeah. secret behind that. The baseball players could play basketball. They could play football. Hey, shoot, you could put them in the hockey rink if you want, and they'll try to figure out a way to score that puck into the goal. But lastly, too, Jordan Alvarez, a Alvarez sighting. He attended the uh, the Houston Dynamo's first playoff game on Sunday when they took on Real Salt Lake, and Dynamo won 2-1. So they advanced into the into, I believe, round two of the series of the MLS Cup playoffs. But, hey. Jordan Alvarez getting on, you know, you hardly see him out in events. And he goes out there to cheer on Hector Herrera and the Dynamo. And there was even a video and a pictures of them trading, well, not trading jerseys, but Herrera getting his jersey off his back and giving it to Alvarez. So that, that's pretty cool that the guys are still getting out and about and, you know, supporting the other Houston local teams out there.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think uh, even uh, Marty Monaro from Revaldez, Christian Javier, they all went to a concert together as well. I think, yeah. I believe it was uh, Mike Towers or something like that while he was here in Houston. But, hey, I don't know what, like, like, I know the Astros hope like, Wish and Hope they will be playing right now, but I bet they're enjoying the break, letting the body, letting the body recover a little bit. And, you know, just like you said, like, they're really enjoying their time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a long season, 162-plus games, including the playoffs. And then, of course, you take into account last year's World Series and then the WBC. Hey, these guys need a break. They're they're not going to be playing the whole 12 months of the year. So let the guys relax, enjoy their break. And then, of course, when spring training comes, I'm pretty sure they're going to get ready and back in action.
1: For sure, for sure. Now, the big news of – the Astros in this off season is they need a new manager, right? Dizzy Baker retired right after the, uh, ALCS and you know, he gave a really big speech, you know, how it, it was time, right? he wanted to spend time with his family. What does there? I mean, he's been in baseball for a very long time, but now Houston that actually has a problem because the Astros are going to have a lot of candidates. that want to coach this team. Again, this team won the World Series uh, in 2022. We're a game away. This is, you know, this is this is a manager's dream coming into, uh, yeah. like especially a first-time manager or trying to like, come back and, and and manage a baseball team. This is a, this is an appealing job. Um, this is what Dusty Baker had to say per uh, Ryan McTaggart. He's like, I'm retiring from the field here in Houston. I haven't made up my mind what I'm going to do or where I'm going to do. I still feel like I haven't done what I'm supposed to do in life. I feel the Lord has great things ahead of me. He also went on to continue. I hope that we're in better shape now than when I got here, even though we were in great shape then. I want to thank Jim Crane for having the faith in me. Now we kind of went on a little rant uh, last podcast, saying how Dusty Baker was a great manager and and how one of the best in Nationals history, right? If, if not the best, or one of the best, right? So you know he he's been a great four years obviously won a world series with Houston but he's had some good moments in this Houston uniform do you have one in particular that you know catches your attention that you want to add on a little bit
0: yeah i mean i mean if you really go back and go back to 2020 i mean his first okay. year managing the astros and of course i don't think anybody had thought about the the COVID situation at that time. You remember that that happened in March of 2020 prior to the season was about to begin. The season didn't start until July. And then of course uh, I believe it was like three months of baseball, then the playoffs and then the world series. Uh, but Dusty Baker moment for me, of course, he, he got his players, especially with the Astros dealing with the 2017 cheating scandal, you know, players weren't going to be happy about it. You knew, you know, of course there were fans at the time, but I mean, later on, the, later on through the seasons, you're you're going to hear the fans, but the players, especially, of course, uh, Dodgers and Astros being one of the classic matchups ever since, um, you know, this this scandal has came up upon. But, of course, Joe Kelly uh, pitching in for the Dodgers and one of the situations goes to first and Michael Brantley had beat out a single, I believe, and Joe Kelly just was kind of waiting and just slowing himself down going back onto the mound and of course dusty baker like he he's like come on dude let's go we got a game to play but um but the the quote being the most important one is he had said get on the mound little and beep kind of you know you could finish the rest or you could try to figure out what word he he had used in that in that sentence but yeah i I think this guy just being able to protect his players and then even saw this past season in the alcs game when brian abreu waiting for uh, Ryan Presley to come in, making Jose Leclerc a little comfortable over there in the Rangers dugout, making it like a 20-minute, 20 25-minute, um, you know, span being the dugout, not pitching in the game. Of course, that makes the, you know, the players arm cold, being particularly the pitcher. So, yeah, Dusty Baker just being able to have his guys back no matter what, even though we had talked about, in the you know, in the past that, we need to see Dusty kind of get to his players and protect them and, you know, be out there for them. But, of course, if you know him inside the clubhouse and outside the clubhouse in the Houston area, he's always going to bring something to the players. He's always going to do something. He is a player's manager for a reason. So, yeah, that's, that's probably one of my favorite Dusty moments.
1: I like, it. I like it. I feel like that is when people got excited for this Dusty High, right, because that kind of showed the, like, showed the Astros that, Hey, this manager got uh, like that's the case, bad like he was saying, but yeah, I really enjoyed that moment too, especially because Joe Kitty got a little irritated with that, right? And all this whole drama started, but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that moment as well. But for me, I'm gonna say just him finally winning that World Series for me as a coach, I think it was long overdue. He he was close with the Giants when he had Barry Bonds and he just couldn't close it out. But yeah. the reason why Dusty Baker came to Coach Ashes was to get one last shot at a world series reading as a coach and he was able to uh do it what i think would enjoy the most out of that is that when counter caught that ball yeah he was happy but he finished his scorebook you know
0: classic manager
1: They treated with whatever like yeah like <laughs> they like every other game and as soon as he got to the field static, right and yeah like i mean that was a great moment for me and that's a and little bit more recent and I know there's a ton more but at the top of my head that is still one because again All that work he put in as a player, as a coach, finally paid off at that moment. And it's a great dynasty for the Astros.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Um, Obviously, he he had said he wanted to win another one. And, I mean, they were close. They just needed to win that one game, and then they could have been playing either Arizona or Philadelphia. So, you know, shout-out to Dusty Dove being there for the four years with the Astros and being able to carry this team throughout a – really harsh and difficult situation going to different ballparks and having to hear from the fans, but being there for the players as well. But can you hear me on the other side before we start on the next one?
1: Yeah, I can hear better. now.
0: Okay. I was about to say, but uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to Dusty. Like I said, uh, one wonderful managerial career in houston being four years and you know I, like you said he could be the best he could be one of the best ashley's manager if for me it'd probably be number one of course the Hinch era could have been better or you know it could have gone downhill but dusty being able to come here for his four years going to the world series twice and going to the alcs from then four years was pretty remarkable Oh, you're on mute. You're on mute. No, don't forget that.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I totally agree with you. And yes, we know Dusty Baker is gone now. The Astros are have a hold of Phil, right? So Brian Tiger has been booked and busy this offseason because it's coming from him as well. Uh, Jim Crane said they'll work quickly to get a manager, which is always good because you don't want to go into close to spring training without a manager because that kind of gets a group off players and you know, like you wanna have a game plan coming into this season. He says, Dana and I will do the work and hopefully find something. We'll have a fluid search. The Astros will look to get younger and imagine manager role in what will be an attractive job. And then Ashley Dana Brown will have a say. Astros owner Jim Crane and Jeff Bagwell, Astros Senior Advisor to Ownership and Baseball Operations will oversee finding the Astros' next skipper. Now, I think the... Uh, you know, I think as looking at these tweets, right, they're mm-hmm. going to get a manager quick, right? But yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of contradicting a little bit because they want to get younger, like, so like you know, which is mm-hmm. al- always good, you know, like having a good mindset. In baseball, different outlook in this. But then when I see Jeff Bagwell will also be an advisor, like, hmm, I feel like Jeff, like Jeff Bagwell was one of those old souls <laughs> in baseball where, he, you know, where he, you know, kind of like the unwritten rules type, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. So, but I do, it, what I do want to know is if Donna Brown will, like, will be in charge. I think it'll be more of a younger coach, like a different uh, perspective of the game. But if Jeff I was kind of more in the loop, maybe looking like a Ron Washington or, a, you know, a seasoned vet coach that could possibly come in
0: for me i gotta hold my horse hold your horses if you've heard that saying before that cliche hold your horses because jeff bagwell i mean they're, they're one of the best players in baseball there's a reason why he's a hall of famer in the national baseball hall of fame in cooperstown that's why he's a plaque out there but at the same time too i'm really want dana brown to be very 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 active in this role you did not sign this guy as your general manager for no reason to not be a part of a search like this. Yes, Jeff Bagwell has his opinions. He has his thoughts. I'm pretty sure Reggie Jackson is going to give his thoughts and his opinions as a, um, you know, one of the active guys as well in that in the front office. But Jeff Bagwell, um, he he was a f- speaker about Dusty Baker when they brought him here. He was a speaker about Rafael Montero, and he he spoke about. He he even went to Florida to go talk to Jose Abreu and his agent and try to convince, you know, Abreu to sign with the Astros, which I still think, yes, this year wasn't the best for Abreu, but I still have hope. I still am optimistic about the next two years for Abreu. Yes, years, when you get older, you're not the same, but at the same time, too, look at Justin Verlander, what he's done. Two years in his high 30s getting Cy Young Awards. So I I do have hope about Abreu. But back to um, Bagwell, you're just hoping – That he makes the right calls, he does the right things. Um, yes, I'd say to me, I think it's a Jim Crane and Dana Brown kind of one on you know, one two connection instead of Jeff Bagwell Crane and you know, that Bermuda triangle BS that that's like gonna just make it go into a triangle effect, and that's not gonna work. I think it has to be Crane and Dana Brown, but I'm not opposed to Bagwell having his opinions. Of course, too, if you remember, which you'll be talking about here in a minute, Brad Osmus. He, he's been one of the guys really in the loop of the managerial role and the GM in the past. And that was because Bagwell had connections with him.
1: And then per uh, Bob and go, Brad Ausmus and Joe Spider will be strong candidates for the Astros manager opening. Osmus, if you remember, was a runner-up to Dusty Baker early, you know, as a manager and also runner up to Danner Brown as a general manager, which is to me a little bit more surprising as well. So mm-hmm. I do agree. The time with the uh, Brad Osman's side with the Astros has like leverage. Like, you know, it's it's there, especially with like you said, with Jeff Powell, with that that connection. But so has Joe Spotter. Joe spot has been the best coach for the Astros since the Hinch era. And you know both are very strong candidates. And then even per Jason Bristol, popular Atlanta Braves third base coach Ron Washington, is interested in the Houston job. Open manager position. Jerry Booth and I have like they like they learned right. So, which is crazy because now you're seeing like two types of managers, right? You can go with the young, fresh mind, like, but right? you can go with the seasoned. But that's what kind of what I was talking about, right? Where mm-hmm. if you know the Astros want to get younger, which I do 100% agree, I think that's the direction they should go. Like where his father or even Gabe Kepler was talk about that in a bit, right? So, you know, young, but I, I don't know. I think with J- Jim Crane, if like if, like you're saying, like if Jim Crane and Jeff Bagwell are in Denner Brown's ear the most, then I think, you know, maybe like Ron Washington or even like other old school guys, right? But if I feel like if yeah. Brown has his way, I think i will uh, be a young coach.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I'm honestly on the loop of a young coach than a, not old, but a veteran coach that's been there through a lot of baseball, just like Dusty Baker. But real quick, Osmus's record as a manager, he has 386 wins with 422 losses. If you remember that time, he was the coach for the Detroit Tigers, the Los Angeles Angels, and the Oakland Athletics, which... To me, I think you got to, I agree with you. I I think you got to go younger, but I don't oppose Ron Washington. That's another player's manager right there that, I mean, a lot of Atlanta people love, like that that quote that you had said there. I, I wouldn't be opposed to him, but real quick, since we're on the topic of these managerial talks, how about we give out our top five? So, Angel, without further ado, would you like to do the honors of giving your top five? managerial candidates it doesn't it, it could be in order but it doesn't have to
1: okay uh, let's start with spot i think he's my a number one candidate that i would like to see behind the helm for the astros i think he again that ex- experience he has since since the aj hint era, and throughout you know relationships he's built with altuve and bregman i think that goes a long way with leading this team to potentially a world series but then you also have jeff banister and a, a, a texas guy you know mm-hmm. he, like and he he's was coached to the Texas to. rangers before oh there you go he, he went be to the university well. of houston i didn't even know that so yeah <laughs> i mean I, i'm sure he'll love this job he has that experience with the rangers as well and and like what the diamondbacks are doing no one expected them to be in the in the postseason much less the world series and like what they're doing with guys like can Marte and uh christian walker stepping up so as to his right so all, all those guys and I'm sure Jeff Manchester has some influence on those players as well. And I know that Browns is going is saying young, right? How about Gabe Kaplan? Mm-hmm. I know, he, yeah, he just got like, but like he didn't have the best record with the Giants. But you know, a, a change of scenery can always be good well, for somebody. Well, one then, of the
0: most jacked managers as well. That man deadlifts a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you see him in person, he he, he is muscular as hell. One of the muscular head th- coaches in baseball right now.
1: Who do you think can win, like, a liftoff between him and the manager from Toronto?
0: I'll go Kappler. No offense to, uh, I think it's what, Dave Snyder, I want to say that's his name over there I in think so, Toronto? Yeah, I, so. yeah. I, I got to go with Kappler. Yeah. The, the The dude wears deadlifts and dingers as a shirt, as a pregame shirt. The dude goes and every, um, every stadium he visits, he goes and runs uh, the stairs. Which is pretty pretty cool, but at the same time yeah. too, I know I'd be I'd be already whiffing on stair fifteen.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't even make it halfway on the first deck. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also have old school, and sometimes old school, you know, bring that mindset mindset in baseball that no one can understand, but they know how to teach it. They know how to do it. And like you said, a player's coach, Ron Washington, I think will also be another strong candidate. And a an nasty. I don't like it. I'll be honest. I don't like it, but Brad Osmus will be another candidate as well.
0: Brad Osmus. I'm I'm pretty intrigued to see what the Astros are gonna do in that um, you know, in that position with Brad, because Osmus has already came and talked about being the manager and the GM. It'd be interesting yeah. what they do from there. Because I mean that there, there's no counting out. I think he could be a top three guy. Because of just the fact that he's, you know, he's he's gone for the job two times in a row as a GM and as a coach, which he is a uh, Ivy League graduate as well. I think he graduated from Princeton. I want to say.
1: I mean, you have to be smart to be a catcher in, in this league. And I mean, Mickey wasn't the best hitting yeah. catcher, but he he was good defensively and game fighting was superior.
0: Yeah, shout out to that home run he hit in the. NLDS in 05, I believe, when the... uh you remember when 18 innings, I want to say? Against the Braves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are some good ones. I mean, if you had to smaller it down, if you had to shrink the candidates, give me the three real quick.
1: Uh, Joe Spada, Ron Washington, Jeff Banister.
0: I like it. I like it. Two Texas Rangers in that candidate of yours of the top five. Mm-hmm. But with me on the other hand, I got to go with, yes, I think my number one guy would be Joe Spotter too. Just like you said, he's been through with the Astros since the hench era of 19 um, or 18, actually 18. So he, he's seen the Astros develop through the years. He knows the guys very well. Uh, one of the best I'd say infield defensive coaches in the game. Next up, give me Omar Lopez. Well, why not? Why not Lopez? Why? Why not give that guy a shot? He did manage the WBC Venezuela team, and they did a pretty good job. Remember, they beat Puerto Rico, they beat Dominican Republic. Uh, they, they just fell short either to I want to say the U.S., which I believe it was either the U.S. or Japan. One of those teams anyway. But yeah, Omar Lopez does have some experience as a managerial coach. He did manage in the minor leagues as well. So I I think he'd be a good fit. Rodney Linares. How about him, Angel? Bench coach of the Tampa Bay Rays. If you remember, he has some ties to Texas as well. He was the, he, uh, he managed in the, the farm system. I want to say double A for sure. I'm not sure in triple A, but I mean, he did manage in the minor leagues. He does know some of these guys as well. Altuve, Bregman, um but with them two for sure, but other than that, I'm not hundred percent sure after that. You had Ron Washington on one. You had him on the third base side. Give me the first base side. Give me the first base coach, Eric Young Sr. He hasn't like had he hasn't had any managerial experience, I think, but I believe he's just like Ron Washington. He is a player's coach. Um, I remember seeing the Austin Riley home run in this year's postseason, and he was jumping down like a little kid at first, man. I mean I think he'd do a fascinating job, but, of course, I'm not 100% sure. And then last but not least, Craig Council. He is on the map right now. David Stearns, a big analytic guy that was under Michael Elias and Jeff Luno during their time in Houston. Obviously, he went to Milwaukee and brought, uh, brought in Craig Council. Craig has done a great job over there with the Milwaukee Brewers. Of course, the Brewers don't have them superstar players. Just imagine with him having guys like Altuve, Alvarez, Tucker, Bregman. What do you think of that? You think he could do a fascinating job with guys like this instead of the Brewers, like small mid-market team?
1: Yeah, I mean, Craig Castle was a smart player in his day, and smart players brew great managers. And I mean, with this squad, I think he could have a lot more success than he did in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think he's been Milwaukee for seven years, I believe. So there is a strong chance, though, too, that he could be heading to New York with the Mets, just along with David Stern to Steve Cohen. So it will be interesting to see there. But if I had to do three, I'd go with Lenares. I'd go with the Spada. I, I don't mind Eric. I don't mind Craig Council, but I think I'm leaning towards Eric Young Senior more and more. But uh, Omar Lopez, I don't think he's done a bad job. I think if Joe Espada does go and be the head coach of the Houston Astros for the next seasons, then I think Omar Lopez could be a bench coach. I think Joe Espada would bring him in into his coaching staff. Instead of the first base coach, I think he'll bring him into a bench coach. And then from there, it could give uh, Lopez more opportunities to try to manage in the future. I mean, you're you're there though, right? I, I think I lost you for a second. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, good, good. But yeah, I mean that's that's our top five manager candidates for the vacant job of the Astros. We will post these on full steam ahead on Twitter. God, I got I got some got a burp on me. But uh, Angel, let's end on this Halloween note. What is the favorite go-to candy? What is your favorite go-to candy on Halloween? Are you a candy corn kind of guy, or you're like the chocolate type of dude? Excuse me. I said, "What candy? What candy do you like to eat on Halloween? Are you a chocolate candy uh, kind of guy? Are you a candy corn kind of guy, or you're that hard candy like a sweetheart or air airheads kind of kind of dude?"
1: Ooh, that's easy. Chocolate all the way. I love me some Snickers, Kit Kat, Twix, you name it. I, I it. Okay, the, egg, the number one chocolate
0: back. bar, the number one chocolate bar. Then you have to have at Halloween that you probably be Snakers. stealing from your kid today. Snickers. Snickers?
1: Snickers, without that,, doubt.
0: Yeah. So you're going to be very satisfied like later it. on.
1: Is... Oh, yeah, I have a whole bag right now.
0: <laughs> oh, shoot. No, he's has going to eat. Instead of giving it to the trick-or-treaters, he's going to be eating them all right. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> one for the kids, one for me. There you go.
0: There, that's what I'm saying. Whatever your son gets, that's, that's all yours, dude. That, that is all yours right there. <laughs> for me, though, I got to go with Reese's. I'm a Reese's buttercup kind of dude. I just love the peanut butter and the milk chocolate together. Just, it's just a chef's kiss. Um, I can't give none to the horse because the horse would get probably sick, and next thing you know, operating room. So, other than that, Angel, draw I mean, that is the end of our Halloween special Dia de, de los Muertos. I don't know, Adi, do you celebrate Dia de los Muertos? Yeah,
1: yeah, we, we yeah. have a little altar or some candles. and little something altar simple.
0: candy. Yeah, something simple, like for me, we, we do celebrate it as well here in my household we we'll probably go get some empanadas and some you know sweet bread, coffee, and whatever the person loves, um, you know, of the the person that you know was here with us. But you know, of course they're there with us with spirit. But other than that, Angel, continue to follow us at Full Seam ahead on Twitter, X on uh FSA. Full seam ahead on Instagram. Follow our YouTube page as well as our TikTok page as well. Uh, threads were still there. Well, we'll continue giving up content during the off season. We we love to hear your feedback on that as well. And then, of course, follow us on our podca- uh, po- podcast platforms: <laughs> Google, Spotify, and Apple. Real quick, I remember um, some of our followers did put out their managerial people. James Ness. He said, number one, Joe Spotted. Number two, Joe Spotted. Number three, Josh Reddick. Interesting one right there. Josh, Josh Reddick, Reddick, mystery yeah. relevant.
1: I don't know about that I, one.
0: I think there's another one that's better. Thunder God. He only had one. Give us the Conger bot. Hank Conger. First base coach of the Minnesota Twins. That, that wouldn't be a bad one, honestly. He, he's a he's a real fun house kind of guy. I'm pretty sure Altuve wouldn't mind him being back in Houston. But other than that, Angel, you have anything else before we sign off on, man?
1: You no, know, just peace and don't, do, don't eat too much candy.
0: Yes, do not eat too much candy because next thing you know, your stomach is going to hurt the next morning. And I think everybody knows how that feeling is sometimes.
1: Oh, also, Adonis Garcia Max treasure off the Texas. American League roster for the World Series. Wow!
0: Breaking news right there, yeah. coming from Full Steam Ahead on the Astros podcast, talking about Rangers baseball. Yeah. That that's hurtful right there for the Rangers, though, to be honest, because Adolos Garcia's yeah. been their their bread and butter for this offense, and Corey Seeger as well. So,
1: much, has got a great that's chance. How big, that's how big game three was for the Rangers because because if they fought yeah. two one and then without Adolos Garcia and Max Scherzer, I don't know.
0: Oh, well, just think about game one as well. If Adoles Garcia doesn't hit that home run, yeah. the walk off, or even Corey Seager, they'd be down two one right now. So
1: yeah. Three 0 possibly.
0: Three oh possibly. But other than that, that is the end of our show. Of course, like we said, we we've uh, we will we'll produce some content out there for the off season and as well, just continue to follow us, continue to listen to our platforms, and we will have a new episode next week. Like we said, we be we'll probably be doing an episode a week. Just to give us a break and, you know, be able to spend time with our families. But other than that, y'all have a safe and blessed one on this Halloween Wednesday. Well, not Wednesday, but Tuesday. Listen to this on a Wednesday of Dia los Muertos. Have a safe one. Stay blessed. See you later.